I have the strangest feeling that I am about to be utterly and madly carried away. The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Tony's here. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Hey, Bruce. (laughs) Bruce is here, and we have a special... (laughs) What are you doing? I'm on a roll this morning. Are you? Are you on a roll? (laughs) A jelly roll. A jelly roll. Yeah. Well, we we have uh, a couple of guests in the studio. Uh, uh, Walter is is here. Walter, you can say hi in the background there. Hello. (laughs) There's Walter and Harlan. Hi. Hi, Harlan. What's happening, buddy? It, Harlan's a girl. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Harlan is Bruce's grandson. Oh, I'm doing good. You are doing good. Yeah, yeah. They're going to water water park later today. Going to go get wet. Go get wet on this Memorial Day. By the way, Memorial Day is not is not a a, a day of. Uh, I mean, people go, "Well, Happy Memorial Day." Well, that's yeah. not really what it's for. A Memorial Day is is a day to to remember and honor. Uh, those who have served in the armed forces and, and, and in war and, and that kind of thing. It's, it's not really the happiest yeah. day in the honor, world. Honor the ones that had fallen. The ones that fallen. Given, that given, given their the, all. Given the ultimate price. Mm-hmm. So it's really not happy Memorial Day. It's more like thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Exactly. It's a major thank you day. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So we recognize those who have, have uh, given the ultimate price in... Uh, in defending our country, and uh, I, whatever side of the fence you're on on the political thing, you, you, nobody can argue the fact that a lot of people have fallen mm-hmm. to to uh, really make sure that we we enjoy the freedoms we have today. Amen. I, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you are. I mean, <laughs> there's so many different things. Anymore. I, I can't even keep up. But one thing we can all agree on is. A lot of people have sacrificed. Even for weirdos like me, Monty? Even for weirdos like you. Now, isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> that is just beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, Truly. I mean, I say that really? tongue-in-cheek. But some of the things, the past behaviors that we've participated in, and these guys still, and gals, still pay the ultimate price. You know, here we are today. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, Particularly thank you. to the families who've been left and... And I know this is a hard time for for a lot of folks. Um, All right. So the topic this week is recovered or recovering. Mm -hmm. And um, I I didn't put the question out on Facebook um, any earlier than yesterday because I knew it would blow up. And I've been so busy this week. But there was a few people that came on. Uh, One lady said, uh, always recovering, never fully recovered. And somebody else said, 
recovered from a hopeless state of mind and, mm-hmm. and and body, but still working on issues and growing in in my program and so forth and so on. Um, there wasn't too much right fighting on this one. Uh, I have seen it in the past, though. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, where, wow. where people th- we did a show on this probably five eight years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wanted to bring it up again, but next week. Next week's our anniversary show. Next week we're celebrating 12 years. 12 years of broadcasting the best in recovery talk and positive music. I can't wait for that one. The oldest the oldest faith-based recovery radio station and the only faith-based recovery radio station <laughs> uh, in the world broadcasting out of this little tiny room in Albany, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that, Bruce. And it is truly a tiny room in Albany, Oregon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it fits us well. Huh, Bruce? Yes, so, it does. So yes. we're going to be thanking some people next week. We're going to be playing some uh, recovery music, more recovery music than we normally do. Uh, we've got several uh, songs for you by um, some amazing recovery recording artists. And we're going to be giving away some goodies as well. Uh, so that will be next next Monday. Next Monday. Um, All righty. So, uh, Wow. 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 We got, we got, what are these things? Oh, they're uh, cinnamon sugar pita chips. Cinnamon. They're amazing. Sugar pita chips. I always come with something. Tony always brings something. I got to spoil my boys. I can't uh, eat mine until after the broadcast. Why? They get stuck in your mustache? No. (laughs) 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 They get stuck in my dentures. Mmm. Look and out there, Harlan. Then I didn't I, even think about that. Yeah, then I'm taking them out, cleaning them in front of everybody. And the, what you'd hear over the radio station would just be too much. Um, and and then we also have uh, the hint water. The hint water. I haven't tried the page yet. Not the hemp water. No, the hint water. H-I-N-T, like take a hint. Although there there are properties about uh, of hemp that actually are pretty good for you. So really? I, yeah, yeah, actually there oh, are. Don't get hemp besides, started besides on Besides clothing. <laughs> no, but hemp, hemp isn't. Hemp doesn't get you stoned. Hemp, no. There's a whole other property about, about hemp. Um, well, we really can't do that right now, okay? Because right in the middle of the show, buddy. Um, so uh, this is peach, hint, hemp. I can't want to say because it looks like uh, peach, peach, water infused. Now, last week it was Fiji water. Fiji water. Fiji water. Yeah, I, I saved the, the bottle of that. For, Did you really? Yeah. It's good water. Yeah. Um, so there, that is there. Okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna hear from uh, we're gonna hear a PSA, a public service announcement. And we're gonna come back and play a little Take Twelve trivia. Okay. Um, by the way, do you know who that was at the soundbite at the very beginning of the show? I had no idea. Any idea, Bruce? Marsha. Marsha. <laughs> Sounded like an old fifties movie, though. No, uh, that was Adam West playing uh, his role as Batman. Ah. Yeah, so when we come back, we've got Batman trivia. Oh, I knew that. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> A little Batman trivia when we come back. All right, don't go away. Hi, this is Olivia Fox. And you know, on the internet, there are tons of special networking websites. But one stands apart for a very special reason. This one saves lives. It's matchingdonors.com. MatchingDonors.com links organ donors with people in need of kidney and other transplants. Did you know in the U.S., 19 people die each day waiting for an organ transplant? And most of them for kidneys. 
If you've ever considered becoming a living organ donor, or if you're someone in need of an organ transplant, please visit MatchingDonors.com, home of the greatest gift of all the gift of life. MatchingDonors.com. And now. And now. It's the Quiz of the Week. Cecil. That's right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Radio's Quiz of the Week. Sponsored by that recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now, here's the Monty Man. Thank you, Cecil, for that wonderful introduction. And thank you to the 12-Step Gazette and all those fine folks. Whoops. There we go. Okay. All right. So, Batman trivia. Batman. I tried, I tried not to make this too difficult. Oh, I'll fail anyways. <laughs> uh, um, okay, you get three. You get three questions of bonus. You get it wrong. You hear that? If you get it right, you get that. All right, here we go. Ready? Yes. Number one. Everybody, everybody can play. Everybody can play. So Walter and and uh, and um, and uh, Harlan, uh, you can play too. So here we go. Number one. What were the names of Bruce Wayne's parents? Oh God. Okay. Now this. The, the, you got three choices. You got three choices. <clears throat> and and uh, we're gonna we're, we'll give uh, we'll give Walter for his crack at this. He can lean over to the microphone, Walter. Was it Wayne and Alice, George and Elaine, or Thomas and Martha? I'll say Thomas and Martha. Thomas and Martha. What do you say, Tony? I'll say the one before that. George and Elaine. Yes, because it sounds like old names. Harlan, what do you think? Was it Thomas and Martha, George and Elaine, or Wayne and Alice? Batman's parents. Uh, I would agree. I agree with him. Okay, you agree with Walter? Okay, yeah. what, do you, what do you say, Bruce? Wayne and Alice. Okay, well, Walter and uh, Harlan are actually correct. The rest of you yeah. guys are just not the ones. Was Thomas and Martha Wayne? Yes. I want you to know that we let them win. Certainly oh. you did. <laughs> I know, we got to let the guests win. They were the head of the Wayne Foundation, which was actually, underneath all of it, was actually a lot of corruption, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, you got to, to go all the way back to the comic books. To understand some of that, unless you're keeping up with Gotham, 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 which is actually not doing too bad of a job of uh, depicting some of the original Batman. Where stuff. did they live? Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> Here's number two. Um, which Bat- Wayne Manor in Gotham? <laughs> Just get this over with now. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> Which bat villain was introduced first? Was it Catwoman, Penguin, or the Riddler? What do you think, uh, Walter? Catwoman, Penguin, or the Riddler? I'll say the Riddler. The Riddler? Tony? I say Catwoman. Catwoman? Riddler. Arlen? I agree with my grandpa and Walter. Do you? Yeah. Well, it actually was the Catwoman. Catwoman uh, was the first no, one. It yeah. was that not. is yes, right. Was. Yep, yep, she was. Woman power. Yes, she was. <laughs> not. Pe- Penguin was second and Riddler was That was third. in the comic books. Yeah, Catwoman was first. Male Bruce. Catwoman made her first appearance in <laughs> yeah. Batman number one. That in spring, wasn't in movies. In oh. spring 1940, the Penguin 1941, the Riddler 1948, and Mr. Freeze 1959. Walter and me, we, we was thinking about the movies, wasn't we, Walter? Yes, we were. Yes, we were. So you didn't uh, say that right. 
I just ask you which one was introduced first. First is first. <sighs> All right. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Nobody can never let the woman win. <laughs> All right, number three, what color was Batman's original cape? His original cape. We're going back to the comic books now. Original cape, was it black, navy blue, or was it red? Red. Sorry. What do you think, Walter? I'll go with uh, navy blue. Navy blue. Bruce? Original cape. I don't know. I'd have to just make a guess. I'll go with the red. What do you think, Harlan? Black. All right, well, actually, navy blue is the correct answer. You betcha. Walter got it right. Yeah, everybody well, else. Walter is really <laughs> rocking. <laughs> Watch, I'll follow now this, Walter and we'll miss. <laughs> now, this this one's very interesting. Uh, here's your bonus. Did Batman ever, going all the way from comic books to today's Gotham, did Batman ever carry a gun? Yes. Bruce says yes. What do you think uh, there, Harlan? Well, from the comics, I'm saying yes. Okay. Tony? I honestly have no idea, but I remember him throwing that, like, bat, like, boomerang. So I say no. You say no? What do you say, Walter? I'll say no. You say no? Well, actually, Walter and Tony, you guys are incorrect. Batman did carry a gun at one time. And he was evil, too. Nowadays, Batman not only refuses to use guns, but hates them completely. This is logical, considering a gun killed his parents. And ever since, he has refused to use firearms in his crime fighting. However, in early issues, Batman was something of a uh, a costumed Sherlock Holmes, doing more detective work than fighting, but still carrying a six-gun at his side on his night patrols. Go Batman. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the things about Gotham, about the series Gotham, um, is showing uh, Bruce Wayne as a young man. He's very involved in... In detective stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he's studying, he's investigating, and that kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. So there's uh, Batman trivia uh, for Take 12 trivia for this week. I was really stumped on that one. <laughs> I have no idea. That was fun. Uh-huh. All right, we'll be back right after this with the topic recovered or recovering when we come back. You must have thrown a thousand pitches teaching him to hit a home run. Spent countless Saturdays running routes so he could learn to hit an open receiver. Endless afternoons teaching him how to hit the three-pointer. But how much time have you spent teaching him what not to hit? Teaching boys that all violence against women is wrong is one of the most important things a man can do. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org. Brought to you by Futures Without Violence and the Ad Council. Captain wired in the ad water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Alrighty, in the spirit of trivia, anybody guess who that artist is? I was just asking Walter that. I'm like, do you know who? Walter, this do you is? know? He likes music like this. Bruce, I was thinking about the topic. I know. Well, that <laughs> no, I, was no, I was. That was Gordon Lightfoot with uh, his song "The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald" about an oil tanker. I wouldn't have known that. Deep anyway. weeds. Deep weeds. Did you say Lightfoot? Gordon Lightfoot. Yes. Oh, he must be Native American. <laughs> I don't know, but it was a good stage. <laughs> Little <name>. Lightfoot. 
That's funny. Uh, so the topic is recovered or recovering. This is uh, this is this is an opinion that has been uh, thrown around since probably the very first group of people, more than a couple of people, met uh, within their twelve step fellowships. Um, people have been arguing about this for years. Mm. And um, before I tell you my personal opinion about it, I, I just want to. I, I'm going to start out with reading an article. Um, and the reason I'm going to read this is because I believe very strongly there's two ways you can study something. You can study something devotionally or you can study it historically. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the original manuscripts of the literature in our 12-step fellowships, I like studying them devotionally. I mean, excuse me, historically, because I want to go back and I, and I, and I want to see what the original authors said, what they meant, because this was back when this, this stuff worked its best. Yeah. So if I want to look at something and, and where it worked its best, you know, uh, I, I want to go, I want to find when that period of time was. And in this case, it was back uh, before the first 100 or actually literally the first 45. Mm. Um, and, and this is an article by the world's number one AA historian, the most foremost authority on the wor- the history of Alcoholics Anonymous in the world, who we lost here not too many months back who passed away, uh, Mr. Dick B. And I'm going to read this article because this is kind of the foundation for um, really giving the literature the credit. Because I want to I want to approach this question, recovered or recovering, not by the basis of people's opinions in the meetings, mm-hmm. but what does the program say? The okay. program, what, what does it say? The program is the literature. So I want to establish um, kind of where we've gotten with the literature Mm. um are we still depending on that are we depending on something else well this is what dick b has to say he says and now let's return to the big book and it's four editions it is it not reflective of the akron program that gave rise to aa is it largely the product of bill's steps that came from shoemaker's teachings about the oxford group's life-changing techniques it's virtue is that it gives, as to most of the steps, very explicit instructions as to how to take them and hereby recover, subject to a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of one's spiritual condition. As I said, it has given purpose to those in 12-step fellowships who want something other than uh, bonding in meetings and a vehicle for complaint and expression of misery. Uh, We've been in a few of those, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I am a strong advocate of the AA support system. I feel it is without equal. I feel that it would be difficult to replace in any other fellowship. But as the big book says, if taken by itself, it would never produce recovery. The big book inculcates the idea that recovery comes from taking a group of life-changing steps, experiencing a change, carrying a message, and practicing principles learned. Unfortunately, Therein lies some of its weakness in that it has strayed far from the power of the Creator as the real source of healing. Life that explicit uh, left that explicit message in the dust and lost the principles that were originally spelled out in the unmentioned Bible. The personal stories are a different item. Unfortunately, they have been repeatedly edited, deleted, augmented, and modified. They represent little more than the diversity of views in a fellowship that does not unite behind the steps of recovery. My recommendation, then, goes to the basic text. In other words, what he's saying is, 
we've kind of lost it in the fellowship. Yeah. So my re- his recommendation is let's look at the text. If study of that text is combined with active participation in the AA fellowship to the end that recovery is the objective, support is a vital component. Discipline is needed and imparted. Sponsorship is used and enjoyed. And love for the service to the fellowship are incorporated. You have a very valuable program. Personally, I find nothing in the big book text that drives me away from God, the Bible, Jesus Christ, or my own religious affiliation. Those things come from ill-informed meeting talk. It's tough to hear, but it perhaps reflects the secularism uh, in today's society. And he who knows the big book knows that Almighty God is referred to explicitly over 400 times in the big book. He knows our history, knows that God as we understood him is not a license to hunt for rainbows, radiators, or doorknobs, but a challenge to gain understanding of God Almighty, our Creator, How do we know that? Because the phrase came, not surprisingly, from the frequent teaching of Sam Shoemaker in books, articles, and sermons and conversation that you should, and here was the original phrase, surrender as much of yourself as you understand to as much of God as you understand. Shoemaker's challenge echoed in the language of the big book was to find God, know God, and gain an understanding of God by revelation and primarily from his word. That was Shoemaker's view, and it was not lost to Wilson, although the understood him phrase has given rise to much of the idolatrous philosophizing about goofy gods that you hear manufactured in meetings. In sum, then, if you want to uh, dive into AA and recover from alcoholism, you'll get your hugs and embraces through the meetings. I can almost guarantee that, but you'll get the intended thrust of the recovery program only by reading the basic text found in the big book. You'll find it lots more helpful if you also learn AA's early history and Bible roots. That's what I did. And with God's help and the continuing uh, avoidance of temptation, I've had a wonderful new life at 80 years in age and almost 20 years in sobriety. Dick B. Wow. So he's making a statement here that you're probably today not going to hear what's in the book in the meetings. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you really want to grasp this thing, you, you, you need to be in the book. Yeah. You need to be in the book. Um, three paragraphs very strongly saying that. So having said that, let's look to the book. Now, you can agree with this. You can disagree with this. It's okay. Mm. It's America, right? <laughs> but you can't deny that the book says what it says. Yeah. You may not like it. You may disagree with it. But you can't deny this is what it says. Mm-hmm. So in the issue of recovered or recovering, um, I'm just going to go through this. Uh, uh, this is all. Uh, these are in the big book, the doctor's opinion. This man, these are quotes, this man, over 100 others, appear to have recovered. Uh, number two. And there is a solution. Nearly all have recovered. Number three, there is a solution. Further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we have recovered. Uh, Number four, working with others. Uh, If he says yes, then his attention should be drawn to you as a person who has recovered. Number five, he knows that thousands of men much like him have recovered. Number six, That brief space, Alcoholics Anonymous, has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups with um, 
House membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. Um, number seven, recovered alcoholics carried their message. With the publication of the book Alcoholics Anonymous in 1939, the pioneering period ended and a uh, prodigious chain reaction set in as the recovered alcoholics carried their message. Uh, here's another one. We have recovered and have been given the power to help others. That's in the family afterwards. Uh, and to the employers, an alcoholic who has recovered but holds a relatively uh, unimportant job can talk to a man with a better position. Uh, in the doctor's opinion, he had but partially recovered from a gastric hemorrhage. And that's another place where it's used recovery. It's talking about a physical illness there. Um, <clears throat> here's in there is a solution. Doubtless you are curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion. To the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. Uh, forward to the first edition, we have Alcoholics Anonymous, more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. In the family afterwards, uh, we who have recovered from serious drinking and miracles of mental health. Um, uh, forward to the second edition, their very first case, a desperate one, recovered immediately and became AA member number three. <clears throat> And here's the last one in the 12 and 12. It says, and if there are facts of life for the many alcoholics who have recovered in AA, they can become uh, the facts of life for many more. So um, it, it goes on. we got a couple more pages. It continually refers to people as having recovered, mm-hmm. not people that are continually in recovery. Now, here's my, here's my thought. This is my, and then I'm going to open it up to you guys. When I first came into the doors, I definitely was not a recovered alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I was a mess. And I needed, I needed a program of action that would lead me into a relationship with God so he could do for me what I couldn't do for myself. That was, that was the bottom line. Yeah. In that process, this is, this is my story now. In that process of, of being taken through that step process and developing this relationship with my creator, I was in a recovery process. Mm -hmm. Many people still are in a recovery process. But once that took place, once God had removed uh, the the obsession to drink, Mm -hmm. and once I understood and had a grasp of what was going on with those steps and was able to lean on God to do for me what I couldn't do for myself, I recovered. Okay, Somewhat like a peanut allergy. I heard this on a show the other day, and I and I really liked it. I'm allergic. I'm not, but let's say I'm allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. I know if I eat them, I'm going to be a very, very sick man. So I eat them. I get very sick. I go to the hospital. They give me some medication. I follow some aftercare instructions, and I recover from the the, the toxins that were in my body that caused the problem, and now... I sit here today not eating peanuts mm-hmm. as somebody who recovered from the poisons of the peanut. I recovered. Yeah. I'm not in recovery. I'm not still in the hospital. I recovered from it. Uh, you're playing football and you recover the fumble. You're still in the game, but you've recovered it. Mm-hmm. You're recovered. Now, is there a difference between recovered and cured? I do think so. Um, but... I am telling you that from everything that I can read, in fact, it even says that we're talked, we're to introduce ourselves as recovered people to the newcomer, that we've recovered from this thing. Those of us who actually have recovered. 
Are there people in the program that haven't yet? Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe. All right, so there you go. Having said all that, I'm going to open up this can of worms and see where we go from there. Bruce, you want to start off? Okay. (laughs) I also believe that we've recovered. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a process that we go through that we're seemingly recovering. Right. You know, and we, we get this relationship with God and it's a spiritual moment that he's done for us and what he's done for us that everybody should be aware of is what you were talking about Bonnie is that he's taken that crazy insane thought that would tell me that I could use and this time it would be different the obsession yeah yeah he's taken that see and that's also the insanity that that twofold disease the body and the mind Mm -hmm. and he's renewed the mind part now i believe that'll return if we don't keep this spiritual connection but i do believe that that's removed so thereby i've recovered from alcoholism right because if i never take the drink the allergy won't uh produce take it yes like Mm -hmm. eating strawberries you eat strawberries and you you uh, you're allergic to them, you break out in hives. You know, don't yeah. eat strawberries, no hives. Right, See? right. So, yeah, I think that our real problem, and people don't want to talk about this very much, is that we can't stay sober. There's something wrong with our sobriety. Right. I think we all understand this uh thing that happens to us when we're drinking that we not like normal people we'll we'll go on these runs and we'll drink as much but just because a person goes on one person goes on a year run one has these sprees doesn't mean they're not alcoholics that they don't have this allergic reaction mm. the little old lady with blue hair watching the soap operas drinking some wine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know and she drinks too much you see what I right. mean but then the next day she tells herself she won't drink just, she won't drink a whole bottle. Mm. See, so she tries to drink a half a bottle and drinks a whole bottle, you know, or she drinks mm. two bottles. Yeah, and the Norma Chumper drinker doesn't but do her that. problem, yeah, her problem is telling herself that she could do this. Yeah, it's not the alcohol. No. Right. It's the thought process that says this time it'll be different. Mm-hmm. Right. So we try all these methods and... They're not bad things, and I think people have to go through them to get to that place for that gift of desperation to reach out to something other than himself. Yeah. See, we're, as secular people and not very spiritual or godly, we want, have a tendency to want to reach out. and Or we say we're powerless, then we go out with our own, with our actions and try to prove that we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're either powerless or we're not powerless. Yeah. So we think we could knock it off. And you you say it all the time. You say if we don't if we don't believe we're powerless, why? I mean, if we believe we have power, why would we seek a power? That's right. We already have a power. So That's we, right. Yeah. So it makes sense for people that don't understand powerlessness why they're not seeking a power because they they don't believe they're powerless. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Well, the most powerful thing that's ever happened to me in my life is the fact that I don't wake up anymore. 
and wonder what it is that I'm going to have to do to get some money to use. Mm-hmm. See, that doesn't happen to me. Right. See, where did that go? That's that's what I've been fighting my whole life. Yeah. That's why I used to say, oh, gosh, I just want to go back to sleep. I'd give anything if I could just go back to sleep mm-hmm. and not face the day. Mm-hmm. See, because of this horrible thing that would take place. But this is sober. Right. But I think, like, I'm still young in recovery. So I think I still have, I, and I believe this with anybody, there's a lot of firsts that pop up still. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't realize that there are those firsts. So, like, even almost six years in, I'm still having a lot of things pop up. Uh, situations, people, places, playpens. Uh, for example, I have to go back home. Well, I, I don't have to. I want to go back home in June to see Kylie graduate. Well, A, there's a first there because my parents aren't there. That's where I stayed. So it was like a security blanket. So you don't have that accountability with your exactly. mom and dad. Yeah. B, I refused and I made sure that I did not stay in the city I played in. It's about 20, 15 or so miles down the road, but it that's enough distance to where I don't know the city very well. You know, stuff like that, that I have to learn how to protect myself and not rely on other people. So that's a first. So I think throughout the years, you do get recovered, but it doesn't happen overnight or right away. And then when it does come to that point where it's like, okay, I believe I went through all the first. I don't think anything else can pop up. Then I think I can personally say I'm recovered. I'm actually, I don't even like that word. I'm in remission. That's what I say. I'm in -hmm. remission to the disease because if I, you know, go back out there, then I'm going to be back square one. So, so yeah, and by saying that if I go back out there, you're saying that you're controlling it. I'm just saying I don't know if I, like, well, I told Monty just... yesterday, I don't know if I stayed in my city by myself where I grew up. I don't think I could ever come back if I went out there. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, I'm glad you said that. that that's, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, see, and that's what I tell you that, we can recover from. Yeah. See, that, that is... But there. I haven't gone through it yet, though. Yeah. I have to go through that process first. Yeah, because... And I think one lady uh, alluded to the fact on Facebook that there were different pieces in her journey where she mm-hmm. had recovered and some where she's still recovering. Exactly. And I, and I think that's true. Mm-hmm. You, you know... But um, that's not what we're talking about. No. We're, no, we're, no, we're talking about... I'm still going through pieces yeah. like that. You bet. Me too. Me too, uh, but but there there is a there is, and like I told you yesterday we were texting it. There is there is a place, I believe, in anybody that's that's doing the work that is leaning and depending on God uh, for for the solution. Mm. I believe that there there comes a time, and I'm not the one to tell you when that is. Yeah, that's between you and God. Mm. There comes a time when I can go just about anywhere, any place, as long as I have business being there. And I'm not going to be freaking out. I'm not going to be concerned and worried that I'm going to relapse and all that kind of thing. Having said that, there's nothing wrong with setting healthy boundaries. I mean, there are, you know, and I told you, Mm -hmm. there are sections of Burnside in Portland. You know, I just don't go there by myself. I I just don't. I'm really not concerned. I mean, I believe that that God would protect me if I ended Mm. up taking a wrong turn and I ended up down there, down there by mistake, uh, taking the wrong exit or something like that. Mm. 
but it just it's uncomfortable for me. I I, I don't like it. I, exactly. It, you know, but that's not the same as being scared to death that I'm going to fall. It, it's just it's it's not something I want to be around. And, and that said you perfectly, know. it's it's the boundaries I decided to put up, and that's what I was telling Walter yeah. to do. I don't think I would do anything because I'm very strong in my recovery, but I just don't want to put myself, like you said, in that situation. I just don't. you know. And it's like somebody asked me, well, can you go play pool at a bar? And I said, yeah, I could. I'm not a pool player, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, could I could I do that? I, I suppose if I was invited to a wedding and everybody decided to go over to such and such tavern to play have a pool tournament, I'd be perfectly capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, what I hear people say is, I hear people using justifications to go certain yeah. places. It's not that they've really recovered and they have business somewhere. Yeah, you know, and it says that in the book too. <clears throat> as long as you have a purpose of being there, you know. Yeah, but I, I just. I don't know. I, so, I That's what I got out of the topic. So have you ever heard somebody say that if you say you're recovered, you're setting yourself up for a relapse? Ever heard somebody say that? I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, what do you think about that? That may be true yeah. for some people. Maybe, huh? If they haven't recovered? Yeah, yeah if you haven't recovered, then I would think that might be true for you. You bet. That's yeah. such a double-edged sword, that word recovered. Well, again... Again, think of it this way. If, you know, the damage that was done in my life, mm-hmm. I've recovered from it. There, well, there, yeah. I'm so amazed by what's taken place in my life mm-hmm. that, you know, I take pain pills. Right. And I, every, oh, I guess seven or eight days, I stop taking these pain mm-hmm. pills for four or five days. Yeah. Because and let's I, make the listeners understand there's a perfectly good reason why you do. You're under yeah. a very strong maintenance program that has to do with your physical condition. Right. Yeah. He's not just taking pain pills. Yeah, right. it's just like, yeah. oh, Bruce, people are going to attack this yeah. poor man now. Yeah. Leave my Bruce yeah. alone. I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, un, it's pain management for a physical thing that I have going on. My knees are bad and... And my back is bad. My neck is bad. And, mm. and I can't have any operations because of my heart. Right. You know, it, right. It, last time I had an operation, I was in a coma for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I actually died and they brought me back. Wow. Yeah, I was dead for about almost 15 minutes. So, well, so, so when you had your, for instance, let's look at this word recovered again. When you had your open heart surgery. <clears throat> there was a whole process of, of stuff and hoops that your body and your mind and the doctors had to go through, you know, but there came a time when you recovered from that surgery. Right. Yeah. Now you still have to do things to, to, to maintain your healthy heart condition. But watch what I'm, I'm trying to say about these pills that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. And there's this, I want to take some and the pain is worse than it was before I took it. You know, for a day, right? When I'm getting off these pills, it's it's like, what's what am I even taking these for? No, you know, I'm telling myself, and and I want like a couple more to get mm-hmm. rid of this pain. And I think that's how that stuff works too, because okay, so your body's like, when you stop taking it, then your body's like, what the heck? So you, when you take it again, it's just like, oh, more and more and more and more. That's just so. The, the let whole me tell you where I recovered. Exactly. Because I don't have the obsession no more, mm. and I yeah. don't want to, and I have this experience with God, you know, that he has done something for me, I go to him, 
and I go to him with a heart like I've never had before. Mm. It's it's really uh, a humbling state and a state of knowing that I need him. And I ask him to give me the strength to get through this. And yeah. sometimes he'll place somebody in my life like Kimberly, you know what I mean? And she'll walk with me. Mm-hmm. And other times he just gives me the strength and the wherewithal to get through this. And so I believe that I've recovered. Mm-hmm. Right. You and see? let me correct myself. I, I did not mean to say if when I go back home, I'm going to relapse. I don't want anybody or any of my family or, you know, sponsored no, I didn't, to I didn't, say that. I didn't, that's not what I heard that. you say. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I'm just setting the record but, straight because my family is probably going to worry like, oh, my God, she's going to relapse. Da, da, da. I just it's just a new situation for me. But you, that I have to rely on God yeah. to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You see, that's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the very same thing. I have this relationship. See, now in my relationship. Now this is where everybody gets confused and thinks we we have something with God. My relationship with God is not your relationship with God. Exactly. Right. It's not yours either, Marty. Right. We're of the same faith. I'm, I yeah. think we're really on the same page on yeah. a lot of this stuff. And but, so I have this personal relationship with him, and he knows me, and he knows what it takes, and he gives me that as long as I stay close to him mm-hmm. and perform his work well. And I'd I'd be arrogant to say I know what God's will is. So what I do, because I'm so appreciative, is because of the gratitude I have, and of what he's done for me, I try to live out of that blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay, the blessing of the salvation, the blessing of of the forgiveness that he's given to me. So I turn and I try to learn to, to forgive others yeah. out of what he's forgiven me for. Sure. You see what I mean? Sure. So I start to treat people differently. I'm not so selfish. Exactly. I'm trying to be unselfish. That's what I believe Alcoholics Anonymous is all about. Mm-hmm. But people who want to get into that aspect of it. No. They think it's just about not picking up a drink. That's right. And that's where it stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's. Or, or talking with a sponsor. Or talking with your sponsor or sharing in a meeting or drinking. But a nine times coffee. out of ten, they don't want to do their steps because they don't no. want to reflect on themselves. Yeah, well, or, they, or they do a four step and get a fifth step with their sponsor. Uh huh. You know? And, and not I'm not even sure how they that. do that. Right. And that's it. The majority of people that actually crack the book that actually do step work. There's a whole ton of them, more mm-hmm. than more than not, that stop at step four. Uh, and Never go that's any further. exactly where my sponsors stop is always step four. Yeah. They, they start stop. it and then it freaks them out. And yeah. I always tell them it's not a bad thing. No. It's yeah. hard, yeah. but it's not bad. And I, I just want to say one more thing. I don't believe everybody is, God uses everybody the same way. No. Mm-mm. And uh, uh, I would be in big trouble if I had the same inclinations that you guys have about going to places. Right. I mean, I don't, that, that stuff don't even enter my mind. Right. Uh, he's gave me, uh, uh, I go anywhere I want. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I, I just can. Oh, I believe you I know, can and, too. And I, I just don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, just well, don't, it's not that I'm afraid. That's the key. See, I, I lived with a woman that drank for 10 years, mm-hmm. okay, alcoholically. That's my wife. Right. My gosh, and, and it was hard, and it was rough, and it was tough, 
But I never wanted to use. Mm-hmm. Right. I never wanted to drink. Because God had removed the obsession and you had recovered That's from that. That's right. You, Think you about betcha. what I'm you, saying. You betcha. That wasn't there for me. Right. But it was very, very hard. But I can go to these places that are just all dirt and just a line of shacks and people are doing crazy stuff and walk into those places and talk to somebody that has asked me for help and it doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't day. bother you. Right. See, right. but I wouldn't go there if it did. That's right. Well, <laughs> that's, I have no, but I'm going up there for Kylie's graduation, so she's my main focus. You have a reason for being there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like I told Monty Friday, when I get up there, I'm, and I still, I don't, I remember where the building is mm-hmm. and I remembered how to get there. I don't remember the name of the meeting, but I'm actually going to go there Friday and go to a meeting and apologize for going there junk way back in the day when I was quoted. Because you feel like you want to make that amends. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have purpose there and I'm and that's very honorable. I, I don't think I it's not because I'm not like God strong that I it's just going to be really odd. If going I back if home. I was you I'd thank him for placing that opportunity in front of me. Well and I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you there's still worries about going back home. It doesn't mean that like Is that is that a meeting in Tacoma? Yeah. Well, it's in Lakewood, which is a suburb. Okay. Yeah. Is it like you go into this room and then there's like kind of a maze of hallways and then you... Exactly. I, yeah, I've been to that meeting. And, and it's like in the little triangle area? Yes. That one? Yes. Wow. I, I have been in that mm-hmm. meeting. You go... You me, too, me too. They do something else. <laughs> have you been in that meeting? Yes. That used yeah, to actually yep. be a preschool. My sister used to teach there, my oldest sister. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only reason I remember where the, the building is. We took a bunch of uh, guys going up to a, a, a Promise Keepers rally years ago and we in Tacoma and we stopped at that meeting. I mean, it was hardcore. Yeah. Mm, you know, that's I mean, like it old was, school AA. You know, the floor is wood, but it's yeah. painted wood and it's the old, you know, and it's an yeah, old building. Yeah, mm-hmm. that little a triangle thing. That's crazy. About. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> but I will report once I get home. How about, how about you, Walter? Do you believe you can recover from alcoholism? Oh, God. Well, let's let Walter chime in. So I think that would be more like, I would think of it more like a medical situation. Mm. Um, like I broke my ankle, it healed, I recovered from that. Right. Do I still suffer the symptoms? Yes. Every day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what the exactly. heck did that come from? Like the peanut allergy. Yeah. yeah, I still don't eat peanuts. Because I know if I do, then I'm going to have to go through that whole process again. <laughs> yes. And yes, listeners, my jaw is scraping off the floor right now. Do, I can't do, believe he yeah. said something like that. Do you that. believe there's people that need a spiritual aspect to uh, recover from alcoholism? Absolutely. I, I believe there are people who need something further in their life to help them fill that void that's there. Yeah. That's 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 a, a wonderful way to put that, too. This yeah. Is, yeah. I needed, I needed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just could, I just couldn't choose. Because I did, I tried that. I tried just to choose. You know, um, guys. I remember living in Hayward, California, and decide. You know what? I'm just not going to drink. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Just, just, just making that. You know, you know that temperance pledge they called them back, back in the day. Oh, I'll sign this agreement. <laughs> right. You know, um, I, I I need something more than that. You know, and a human power wasn't going to do it. I needed to have a spiritual connection because I had people holding me accountable and everything, and I still drank. So mm-hmm. here's a babe in the woods. Do you believe people couldn't recover hardly from alcoholism? I don't know. 
I know a lot of adults that would have said that answer, too. Does it seem that way to you, or does it seem like most people have a hard time with it? I don't know, but way earlier, I was just wasn't paying attention. I was just eating. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, so, so uh, when people tell me that, no, I haven't recovered, I'm recovering, I believe them. Tell me, Russo's. When people say they work their own program, I believe them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I'm telling you that when it comes to you, you can have whatever opinion you want. This is a free country. But when it comes to the what the book says, if you are a student of the big book, the big book says we recover. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say we're continually in recovering, uh, in a recovery mode. It says we recover, provided it's conditional. Provided we stay in fit spiritual condition, mm-hmm. then we stay in that that piece. Now, for those of you who are members of the faith community, particularly uh, uh, um, uh, Christianity, because we have a lot of Christians listening to the show, um, this is not non-biblical. This lines up with the Bible. It talks about uh, as as a house swept clean. I mean, this is a house that has been swept. It was filthy. It was dirty. Mm-hmm. It was swept clean. We must remain vigilant. Otherwise, the demons return a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. So just because you're cleaned out doesn't mean that you can rest on your laurels and let up on uh, y- your continual growth in your spiritual walk. Exactly. Y- y- you can't do that. And I think this is going to not... Let me reword this before I say it. I'm glad I'm have the opportunity to go through this new situation because it'll show how strong to myself finally i guess proved myself how strong my my uh my program is through me i've already done these steps to make sure i keep that wall up uh, away from that place right but i uh am going to be glad coming home on the other side of it knowing i didn't let myself down so i think it's more of a, a I think, I think what's also going to prove is, is how much God's got your back. Exactly. And God, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. God goes with me everywhere. I mean, I pray every day. I Starting, starting, Bruce, to read the Bible area stuff. I've only, I'm only <laughs> a couple pages into it, so no pop quizzes yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have an app on my phone with the Bible in it. So The Bible app? The, it, that's exactly what it's called. Is it a little brown uh-huh. Bible? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a thing that uh, for the us, you know, that it's just a challenge that I put to a lot of people is that if you wouldn't go out into the world without eating and nourishing your body. Yeah, that's what you said to me. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to live the spiritual life, then you have to learn to nourish that. Nourish that. You it know? just makes sense. It's yeah. kind of a no-brainer. And part of the food is uh, the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no. Harlan wants to say something. Hey, Harlan. Huh? What? You were waving your hand around. Did you want to say something? No? Okay. Hmm. All right. So, so um, okay. So, if you think you're setting yourself up to relapse, if you verbally say you're recovered, then don't say it. I mean, if that's your deal. You know, but I am telling you that I am a recovered alcoholic. Yeah. And, and I usually, when I introduce my, you know, I, I'm... It depends on the meeting I'm in. I I get one in Rome. You know what I'm saying? And if I could kind of feel out the situation, I may introduce myself. You know, hi, you know, I'm a money, I'm an alcoholic. I, just out of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, if I think this is going to start a war, that's not my purpose for being in a meeting. Oh, right. I want to be helpful. 
Um, but but you know, in my home group, I I refer to myself as you know, my mom, my I'm a recovered alcoholic. That is to say, I recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. That's what I say, because that's what the book says, and that's true. And I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that that I am free to just do whatever I want whenever I want. It, it doesn't. That's just irresponsible. You know, freedom without responsibility isn't freedom. It's selfishness. Mm. And if that's at the root of our problem, then I am setting myself up for trouble. You know, if I'm letting selfishness and pride lead the procession, then, then I, am exactly. in, I am in deep weeds. Um, okay, so having said that, with, with those who are going to argue with this point or disagree with us... I can't wait to see the comments that, on this that, one. <laughs> that, that's all fine and good. Remember, I'm just telling you what, what the big book says. Yeah. Uh, you can disagree with that. It's fine. But you can't disagree with the fact that it says that. There's more reference to that than anything else as far as the state of being recovered goes. Um, and, and so here's a song to close out uh, by, by my good friend and recovery recording artist mr brian duncan uh for those of us those of you who want to argue with us and even for us this song is called if you want to be lonely just be right all the time Just be right all the time Take your own advice only And then just stand in this line Let me tell you something It don't start no argument You know I know I'm right And things I think you should have learned by now It don't make that face at me you know want that fight Cause once you know it's easy to know how <laughs> Just when you get a clue and think that you're no fool Life has this funny way Taking you to school If you won't be lonely Oh yeah Just be right And it's harder now to put up with you. Oh, yeah. Just when you get a clue and think that you're no fool, life has this funny way of taking you to school if you want to be lonely. Just be right all the time. Just be right all the time. Simple as that, babe. Take your own advice. Yeah, and then you're standing in this line. Just stand in this line. 
So thank you to Walter for joining us and Harlan for joining us this week here at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. Remember, sign up for Podomatic for fun and for free. Go to Take12Radio.com and click on follow us on Podomatic and you'll be updated on the shows every time we update one. We love you guys. We wish the best for you. And until our next broadcast, this is the gang. We're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye. Now have a great weekend. This has been a broadcast of Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.